Hey, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Aren't too many pet owners that, uh, you know, don't want the absolute best for their dog. Uh, I'm one of them. Stu, I think, is a little iffy. Um, you think? Yeah. Yeah. I love my doggies. Yeah. Well. They need their nutrients. Miles is 115 years old. If he doesn't get his rough greens, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know. And you know what? Um, Miles is an impressive dog. He, When he speaks, he is clearer than uh, Joe Biden. Yes. I understand him more. He's more coherent than Biden. And he we doesn't hate America. No, so he loves it. I want to make sure President Miles has uh, rough greens. You can get your free trial bag of rough greens for your dog just to try out. All you have to do is just go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com, or call 800-833-GLEN33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, or you can go to roughgreens.com. Slashback. Don't forget the slashback part, because then you get the free, you know, trial bag. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slashback. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. And if you happen to be streaming us now on the Glenn Beck YouTube channel, hello and welcome. We're going to start streaming the YouTube channel. Uh, the first hour of this broadcast every day will be on the YouTube channel. So if you've not seen The Blaze before or you haven't seen the program, oh my gosh, are we handsome? Yeah. Oh, I haven't let myself go at all. Anyway, you can see it at uh, YouTube slash Glenn Beck. We've got quite a program for you today. We begin again with Nancy Pelosi's husband. The affidavit is out. We have it. We'll share it in 60 seconds. You know, who we are as an individual is being absorbed into the collective now. And it is important that you remain an individual. Collectivism is the problem. Collectivism is what always leads to massive, massive trouble. All right, cyber criminals want your information. They want your identity. They want not only your identity, but your money. They've got you as a target. And I mean that literally. We all are a target, uh, especially uh, you know in data collection from places like China. But don't worry about that. That's not a problem. So get 25% off your subscription now to LifeLock. It is the top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative uh, and um, restoration team if you do up end up having your information taken. So save up to 25% of your first year with promo code BECK at LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com. 
Promo code Beck, 25% off now. Oh, my gosh. Hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, my. Wow. I just. mm. One week until the election. One week. And we've got some big news. Big news. And a lot of election coverage today. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, also Dennis Prager joins us today. So it's going to be a great show. Okay. Let me give you just uh, some of the highlights from the affidavit, the important part of the affidavit. This is the story now from the police that uh, Paul Pelosi uh, had a break in at his house and they arrested this guy named the Pepe and uh, he he spilled his guts. He sang like a bird as soon as they read him his Miranda rights. And here's what he said. DePepe said he pulled a hammer from Pelosi's hand and swung the hammer, striking Pelosi in the head. Now, I want to go back just a little bit here because I need you to hear what the uh, police said at first. At 2.31 a.m. San Francisco Police Department, the officer Colby Wilms responded to the Pelosi residence, knocked on the front door. Now, listen to this, because this is odd. When the door was opened, Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand, and DePape had his other hand holding onto Pelosi's fire of a forearm. Pelosi greeted the officers. Now, wait a minute. Hang on a second. First of all, what do you mean the door was opened? Who opened the door? Was Stretch Armstrong there? How did, what, what happened? Who opened the door and when they opened it Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand DePape had his other holding onto Pelosi's forearm so we know it couldn't be DePape that opened the door and again unless Pelosi is Stretch Armstrong who opened the door Pelosi greeted the officers hey how are you guys doing the officers asked what what was going on. DePape responded that everything was good. Officers then asked Pelosi and DePape to drop the hammer. Here's the affidavit now. DePape pulled a hammer from Pelosi's hand and swung the hammer, striking Pelosi in the head. Officers immediately went inside and were able to restrain DePape. While the officers were restraining DePape, Pelosi appeared to be unconscious unconscious on the ground. Officers removed a cell phone, cash, clipper cards, and an unidentified card from DePepe's right shorts pocket. So he wasn't in underpants. He was in shorts. DePepe uh, provided officers his first and last name. After officers asked DePepe if he had ID on him, DePepe said, yeah, it might be in my backpack on the back porch. He later stated, my backpack's near the broken glass, dudes. When officers removed DePape from Pelosi's residence, police body-worn camera footage showed a glass door that appeared to be laminated glass broken near the door handle. San Francisco Police Department uncovered zip ties in the Pelosi bedroom and also in the hallway near the front door of the Pelosi residence. In addition... In addition, law enforcement searched DePepe's backpack at the Pelosi residence. They found, among other things, a roll of tape, white rope, one hammer, 
one pair of rubber and cloth gloves and a journal. So there were two hammers, but one was in the backpack. Uh, Witness statements. Uh, San Francisco police officer Colby Wilms was able to interview a witness, witness one, who saw an individual all in black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where witness one was parked. Okay, so hang on just a second. So if he was all dressed in black, did he put black face on his legs? Because we just found out he was wearing shorts. Okay. <laughs> well, you could be dressed in black and have your very white skin showing. Yeah, it would be weird. That's witness, what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, witness number one was working private security and an address nearby. Witness one then heard what he sounded like a banging on either the door or a car and heard sirens within a minute or two. Pelosi was interviewed by the police officer, um, um, Adrian Stark in the ambulance during the transport San Francisco General Hospital. Pelosi stated he had never seen DePapi before. Pelosi was asleep when he came into his bedroom and stated he wanted to talk to Nancy. When Pelosi told him that Nancy was not there, he said, well, he just sit and wait. When he then said, Nancy's not going to be home for several days, (laughs) DePapi reiterated he would wait. Pelosi was then able to go into the bathroom um, in which he was able to call 911. He stated when the officers arrived, that was when DePape struck him with a hammer. In subsequent interview with law enforcement officers, he said that uh, the hammer did not belong to the Pelosi family. In a Mirandized and recorded interview by the San Francisco police, DePape stated he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell DePape the truth, mm. he would let her go. Oh, If so. she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. Okay. DePape was certain that Nancy would not have told the truth. In the course of the interview, DePape articulated uh, he viewed Nancy as the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democratic Party. DePape also later explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. DePape also explained generally that he wanted to use Nancy to lure another individual to DePape. DePape um, stated that he broke into the house through the glass door, which was a difficult task and required the use of a hammer. DePape stated that uh, Pelosi was in bed, appeared surprised by DePape. DePape <laughs> yeah, told, I'm sure. Yeah. DePape told Pelosi to wake up. DePape told Pelosi that he was looking for Nancy. Pelosi responded she wasn't present. Pelosi asked how they could resolve the situation. And uh, let's see. And what DePape wanted to do. He stated he wanted to tie Pelosi up so DePape could go to sleep as he was pretty tired because he had to carry a backpack to the residence. Doesn't that seem like your average hippie? Man, I had to walk up all these hills. I'm sleepy. Why don't you, you keep your eye out for the coppers while I take a nap? Around this time, DePape started taking out twist ties from his pocket so he could restrain Pelosi. Pelosi moved towards another part of the house, but DePape stopped him. Together, they went back to the bedroom. While talking with each other, Pelosi went into the bathroom where he grabbed a call, a phone to call 911. He said, DePape said he felt like Pelosi's actions compelled him to respond. He remembered thinking there was no way police were going to forget about that phone call. 
DePepe explained he did not leave after Pelosi's call to 911 because much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny without an option of surrender. Okay, now here's the interesting thing. DePepe stated that they went downstairs to the front door. The police arrived and knocked on the door and Pelosi ran over to open it. Pelosi then grabbed onto DePape's hammer, which was in DePape's hand. At this point in the interview, he repeated that DePape did not plan to surrender and he would go through Pelosi. Okay, so wait, I'm just, why would you go back to the hammer? Police are there. Why would you go back to the hammer? That doesn't make any sense. There's something wrong with the door thing. I don't know what it is, and it might be just a error somewhere, but yeah. it's there's something wrong with that. We should eventually know. We should see the should video, video, right? We should see the video. Um, now, when he's talking about founding fathers, that's weird because you remember that thing we fixed after 9-11 when people overstay their visas? Mm-hmm. You know, we kick them out right away mm-hmm. so we know who's here because that right. was so important. Oh, that I'm was, very concerned about security. Yeah, and Department of Homeland Security. That's what they do. This guy, uh, long time overstay. Uh, he's a Canadian. He's an illegal alien from Canada. So he's really into our founding fathers. This hippie that has Black Lives Matter uh, on his on his house. Really? It's an interesting profile of a person, I'll tell you that. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, My guess is he's crazy. But I just want to point out how good it is of the media. You know, they haven't figured out the January 6th pipe bomber. Can't find him. Don't know where he is. Don't know who he is. What? Yeah, we have video, but what are we going to do with video? I mean, it's not like we have facial recognition or anything like that. We couldn't. He's on the phone at the time. There's no way we could triangulate and uh, find out, you know, where he was, who he was by just using a phone like that. Of course, we haven't found the Supreme Court leaker, a single one of Epstein's clients. Uh, We have we don't know the motive of the Las Vegas shooter. But uh, Paul Pelosi, that midnight visitor, man, they knew he was a Republican that fast. And it was, it's good to know. It's good to know. By the way, um, the mainstream media, and here's the problem. The mainstream media picks and chooses. If it was, if it was, you know, uh, fair and honest and balanced, and they told the truth about everything, you know, you wouldn't have this argument. Um, But, uh, you know, the right wing is out of control. It's weird because... um, I don't think it was the ones who uh, was responsible for burning cities down and hundreds of attacks on Republicans. So, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but there are 639 receipts for their violence and mass shooting. Um, There was the time that uh, Jane Fonda promoted kidnapping, caging and raping Baron Trump. I love that one. That was that was a super favorite. Uh, They attacked Roger Stone's handicapped wife while walking a dog, vandalized the homes of political opponents, tried to kick in the front door of Tucker Carlson, a journalist that stabbed two uh, Trump supporters, uh, the home of a Trump supporter that was bombed. They drove through a crowd of Trump supporters. 
they've left dead animals and uh, threats outside of Republican homes. Uh, they've threatened to burn down the homes of Trump supporters, shot at Trump supporters, fired a gun at a march, beat a 77-year-old for wearing a MAGA hat, threatened Republicans on Twitter every day, sent ricin to Trump, taught leftists to hate students. They've defaced property of Trump supporters. Uh, they egg children at a at a Trump rally. Um, teachers threaten death on GOP. They've beaten a 12 year old boy uh, for a Trump sign, beat a woman for wearing a Trump hat. They've destroyed property. We have 300 stories like that. Just thought I would, you know, but that um, real quick, that New York Post hacker last Friday, the guy who uh, wrote uh, Rufo, he took over the feed of the New York Post. He worked at the New York Post. Okay, he's apologized. He said, oh, "Man, it was just the utmost betrayal of my of my people." I, I, I you know, pretended to hack into the New York Post uh, website. And, uh, you know, it was my job, but it my I let my stupidity get the best of me. But I want you to know I, I deserve to get fired, but it wasn't politically motivated. Uh-huh. Let me just give you a few of the posts. Rufo, we must destroy and imprison union teachers. Zeldin, Eric Adams is New York City's fried chicken eating monkey. Uh, Governor Abbott, I'll order Border Patrol to start slaughtering illegals. Zeldin, I'll rape and batter Hochul's sorry ass. Uh, the New York Post, uh, he also posted, we must assassinate AOC for America. Um, Divine, we must murder Joe and Hunter Biden. The New York Post, uh, he posted, uh, Frank, I'll beat up the sorry ass Bergen bitches like Gottheimer and his family. I don't know why people say that those were politically motivated. He, uh, I, there's the, I mean, maybe there's the slightest hint of politics involved, but it's difficult to detect mm. unless you're really a trained observer. Yeah, yeah. I could go on. I have 135 attacks on pro-life people uh, just between May 3rd and uh, September 24th. But remember, it is the Republicans that are conspiracy theorists. Oh, one more thing. Just one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh, Kathy Hochul has come out yesterday with a very important thing. She says that the people who mention, you know, anything to do with the race being fixed, data deniers and conspiracy uh, theorists. She said these are master manipulators. Um, and, you know, th there's a conspiracy that they're peddling now that they there's they, there's this conspiracy going all across America to convince people that in Democratic state states, they're not safe. Wow. What a conspiracy that is. Hmm. Who's the conspiracy theorist? There are very few things I love better than a great night's sleep. And when I'm not busy being raided by the FBI, FBI in uh, the Hardy's parking lot, you know, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there with Mike Lindell. I was just working, you know, in the drive-thru. But anyway, um, Mike Lindell, when he's not in the drive-thru, he is working really hard, really hard, making your night perfect with a great night's sleep. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever, and the sheets are 60% off. That means they're just as low as $39.99 with the promo code BECK. 
just like everything else that MyPillow makes, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. And orders placed between now and December 25th will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st. So you can give them as a gift. And these are great, great sheets. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener squares. Check on the uh, flash sale for the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited-time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials. 10-second station ID. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15%, even in New York City, down 20% on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. Hmm, that's weird. Crime in New York City is up 29%. You data denier. I know. 29.64% compared with this time last year. This according to the latest New York City statistics. Murder is down 13.8, but robbery is up 32.4%. Rape is up only 11%, and hate crimes by 12.6. And are these year-to-year numbers? Yeah, these are year-to-year. But again, like what what person is comparing it year-to-year? We're all comparing it to pre-COVID. Right. That's what everyone is looking at. They're saying, wait a minute, like crime got a lot worse when all these policies went into effect mm-hmm. and, effect- and destroyed all of our communities. Right. So even if it's slightly down from last year, that's way, way up wow. to what we would look at in 2019. The conspiracy is working. Fifty six percent of U.S. adults perceive more crime in their area than the year prior. This is according to the latest poll. They found a five-point increase from 2021. The highest level the pollster previously recorded was 54% in 1981. It's now 56%. Gee, what was happening in 1981? Oh, I remember. I remember. Uh, it was the Democrats that were just leaving power. Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. And then it got better. Once hmm. Reagan took over. I wonder why they left power. Is there any story behind that? No, none. No? They just were tired of oh, tired. having to be the ones to carry the torch. You Sometimes know? you don't want to make all the decisions. Right. You know? The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Car Shield is our sponsor this half hour. If you're like pretty much everyone else, uh, you probably like just to be able to get into your car, start the engine, and go about your merry way without ever having to worry about repairs. Unfortunately, your car probably has other plans, you know, especially once you're out of warranty. CarShield offers protection plans for about $100 a month. All you do is choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators handle the rest. They take care of you when your car breaks down, you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, and you just pick, when you send it here, it can be the dealership, it can be a mechanic, it doesn't matter who's doing it, it's up to you. And you don't have to write the check, CarShield takes care of it. Um, they have my back. When my trucks break down, they can have yours too. Get coverage 
like I have at carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888. Save 10% carshield.com slash Beck. We are one week away from the election. The best election coverage at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Join us election night. Wow. I got to tell you, the U.N. is UN's very, very concerned about what's what's happening. Not about the uh, new lethal super strain of covid that was created in a London lab. Now, don't worry about that. We got one in Boston. You know, sure, we got tons of stuff over in Wuhan, which is great. But now we got it in London, too. Can we stop? experimenting trying to make covid more dangerous this is insane anyway the un is very very concerned because they said even if we do everything everything that the un and the world economic forum uh suggest remember not own anything by 2030 we still are going to have a global temperature rise of 2.5 degrees Celsius, and it's too late to do anything else. That's why they're wanting to take emergency action, and it's only going to require 4 to $6 trillion a year that is sent right directly to the U.N. And I'd, oh. I'd send mine in right now if I had a postage stamp. Well, but you, I, well you, you want to get year one, I'll get year two? Yeah, okay. You send the four to six trillion year one. Okay. I'll pump. I'll give them, you know, I'll throw in five to seven for inflation. That's great. For year two. You're such a good. Who wants year three? Sarah, you want year three? Sarah's going to give six to eight trillion year three. Okay. And how long do we need to do this? Is it forever? Let me just guess. It's probably forever. forever. It's probably forever. Yeah, because it's always going to be a big problem like this. Um, So the new Alberta premier in Canada, Danielle Smith, I love her. She said she is cutting all ties to the World Economic Forum. She said, quite frankly, until that organization stops bragging about how much control they have over political leaders, I don't really have any interest being involved with them. Uh, Now, listen to the way this is uh, written. This is from uh, CBC News. Um, She is in lockstep with the federal conservative leader who has stated he and his caucus will have nothing to do with the World Economic Forum. The high-profile conference... Okay. That's Davos. The high profile conference of global political and business leaders has been the focus of conspiracy theories from both sides of the political spectrum. Smith, on a live stream interview Friday, announced the deal was ending, but didn't say why. At a news conference Saturday, she declined to respond to two questions. The premier was asked by a reporter Monday if she had concerns about the forum, quote, Because you accept the online conspiracy theory that the WEF is a front for a global cabal of world leaders bent on using the pandemic to destroy capitalism and install a socialist dysfunctional dystopia. What a fair question that is. Mm, You know, not not, uh, shaded at all to one side or the other. For some reason, this mad woman decided not to answer it. Um, You know, I mean. So the only word in there that would be questioned would be cabal. 
And Cabal, right, everything else is <laughs> right. Like everything right. else is everything right on their website, right? Yeah, right. Cabal is defined as a secret political clique or faction, and I think it's appropriate to maybe say that it's not, it's not particularly secret. secret no, right? it's not secret it at is, all. It it's is, all on their website. It is a political faction. Yes, I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's right. just a matter of whether you think it's secret or not. And like the only difference here is they are outward about these plans. Mm-hmm. But they say they're going to be positive in the end. Yes, that's right? it. For somebody, I guess right. them. Right. Uh, where we say the results of this would be negative. Correct. That's the that's, difference. That's the difference. Um, by the way, um, what is it? COP 27. Mm. Uh, that is uh, coming up. And um, I guess this year they're focusing on the role of investors and the financial community in fighting or encouraging climate change. One pivotal part of the global finance structure infrastructure has largely been ignored. Uh, this is from Reuters, by the way, the insurance sector insurance low profile comes despite its central role in enabling project projects to process uh, to progress. Uh, you can't get insurance. Well, then it'll be impossible for you to secure financing. OK, it goes on and on and on about how insurance is the Achilles heel of the fossil fuel industry. This is the Great Reset. Yeah. This is from Reuters. Today, they're talking about how now um, they've cut off the financing from the banks as much as they can to get the rest of it. They just need to cut off all of the insurance for these companies. This is the Great Reset. So how is it a conspiracy? It's only a conspiracy because the media... Wants to make it a conspiracy. It's all out in the open. They write about it all the time. They don't shut up about it. No. Until you call them out and then they act. It's the same thing that was going on with all the gender surgeries. Right. Every one of these children's hospitals was like, we did 9,000 gender surgeries last week. We're so proud of ourselves. Here's some wonderful music and it's it's lit very well. And, and we, we're, we're, it's the soft focus and, and all the things to brag <laughs> to our supporters about all the gender reassignment surgeries we did. And then when someone, you know, libs of TikTok posts it, they're like, how dare you post that? How you are getting us targeted for harassment. Right. We didn't do any surgeries. We, we never even, we don't even know what, what a knife you, is. What are you talking what, about? What? Gender. And we all agree there is no gender. It's, how could you have a gender surgery? <laughs> it's amazing how this happens when this stuff is put in the sunlight. I know. Now, uh, Joe Biden has just taken the next step towards nationalizing. He's now accusing our oil companies of war profiteering. Of war hmm. profiteering. And he warns of excess profit penalties. He's Uh-oh. saying he's going to, it's going to, we have that. Here it is. Oil companies, record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. The windfall from the brutal conflict that's ravaging this Ukraine. This is such bullcrap and, and everybody tens knows of it. millions of people around the globe. You know, at a time of war, any company receiving historic windfall profits like this has a responsibility to act beyond their narrow self-interest of its executives. Really? I can't take it. Look who's standing behind him, the Treasury Secretary and the Secretary of Energy, and they are enabling him. Now, here's some good news for you. KPMG has just published, or they published in uh, in August, it's come out, an in-depth report titled 2022 U.S. CEO Outlook. And it talks about a whole bunch of different things that are coming in the next 12 months. 
including economic turbulence, uh, finding and retaining talent, blah, 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 blah. But one of the things that they also looked at was the ESG trend sweeping America and the rest of the world. The authors of the report noted that a majority of CEOs, 79%, think the public will look to the private sector to address major social challenges rather than governments, be it climate change or income inequality. But while this form of social investing has become integral in the private marketplace, organizations acknowledge that there is a demand for increased reporting and transparency on ESG issues. You could just stop calling it a conspiracy theory, particularly as more of the public becomes more skeptical over virtual virtue signaling and greenwashing. The former consists of business expressing a specific moral viewpoint to communicate an impeccable character, blah, 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 blah. They're saying that it is becoming more and more um, uh, unlikely that people will just sit with their mouth closed on this. The key finding from the report was that 59 percent say they. Uh, plan to pause or reconsider their ESG efforts in the next six months. Hmm. So that's good news for you. But don't worry. What are they pausing from? The conspiracy theory? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is so insane. They report all of this stuff and then tell you, by the way, none of that is happening. Well, you've got a problem. You got a problem. It's either not a conspiracy, and so you should fire those reporters, or it is a conspiracy, and these other reporters are just making stuff up out of whole cloth. I don't know. I think it's one of the two, but don't worry. Don't worry because we have some really good news. Um, the uh, there's some leaked documents out. Uh, I don't know if you saw this from the Intercept. Did you see these? The Intercept has uh, come across, um, well, uh, some interesting, let's just leave it at that, interesting Department of Homeland Security documents uh, where it shows that they really haven't stopped their efforts. In fact, they're broadening the efforts to curb speech it considers dangerous. So with uh, eternal, internal uh, DHS memos, emails, documents, Uh, obtained via leaks and Freedom of Information Act requests uh, and an ongoing lawsuit as well as public reports. It shows an expansive effort by the agency to influence the tech platforms. Um, And apparently, apparently, uh, all of this is um, all of this is happening right out in the open. In a March meeting, an FBI official warned that the threat of subversive information on social media could undermine support for the U.S. government. According to the notes of the discussion attended by senior executives from Twitter and J.P. Morgan Chase, and they stressed, we need media infrastructure that is held accountable. We don't coordinate uh, with other entities when making content moderation decisions, and we independently evaluate the content Uh, in line with the Twitter rules, said a spokesperson for Twitter who's no longer there. There's also a formalized process for the government officials to directly flag content on Facebook or Instagram and request that it has been throttled or suppressed through a special Facebook portal. Now, what's interesting about this 
is the guy that we have on our election night coverage. Uh, or sorry, the week after our election night coverage. We have election night coverage, don't forget, on Blaze TV or Blaze TV YouTube. You can subscribe to Blaze TV and see it. You're going to get coverage like you're not getting any place else. Trust me on that. Um, you're going to get complete coverage, and uh, and it's not going to have a stick up its butt. But anyway, uh, a week after that, we have a special on the following Wednesday all about uh, what do you do when you're the target of a state. We have a guy that the uh, FBI doesn't like too much. He's a former FBI agent who said, yeah, I'm not going to go along with this. In fact, I'm going to blow the whistle to Congress. He's a whistleblower who said these very things. He's the guy who blew the whistle that you might have heard this kind of uh, story before from a whistleblower that says they have a portal and they're working together and they're curbing free speech. Well, now we have a report from The Intercept that has all of the documents and shows it's much worse than you thought. We'll give you more on that tomorrow. And of course, he's going to be joining us for that special on uh, the Wednesday, a week after the election. And don't forget our election coverage on Blaze TV. Pencil it in. Be there with us next Tuesday. The election a week from today. All right. If you haven't looked at your budget in a while, now might be a good time. See what your biggest expenses are and where you can cut back on spending. You need to find ways to make a substantial impact. For example, if you're a homeowner, your equity is up 20% from last year. And that equity can be accessed as cash for the things that you really need or to pay off debt. You just have to call American Financing to get that free mortgage review I've been telling you about for years now. Look at everything that's what american uh, financing does they look at the entire financial picture from your home loan to your equity even your high interest debt they'll review it the person that calls and goes through with um, uh, any of their recommendations the average person saves 695 dollars a month that's worth looking into isn't it American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Looks like uh, the elections are going on now in Israel. It's people are split. Uh, and Benjamin Netanyahu is uh, his name is in the uh, ring. And it looks like it. They're expecting another deadlock. This is the fifth time they voted for a prime minister in the last four years. So ours, it's a good, good system of government. Yeah, ours uh, ours doesn't suck so much. Ours doesn't suck so much. At least we know when elections occur yeah i know like we know in advance i know i know i i don't i mean that's i don't know that we've nailed much more than that but at <laughs> least we've got that going on 
Can you imagine every year having to decide who your prime minister is? I, I'd, I'd lose my mind. And this idea that the ruling party can kind of just call for an election, election whenever they want is crazy. so dumb. Yeah, I, like, uh, why would you? Why would anyone want that as a I system? Don't I don't get it. Hey, um, I got some news uh, from a uh, a uh, Republican pollster mm. that told me they're not releasing the information. Uh, I thought it was important. I asked for permission if I could release it. And they said, yeah, just don't mention uh, the pollster, please. Okay. Uh, in uh, Utah, Mike Lee is only ahead by six. This is a respected pollster. Um, however, there's another poll that shows that he's up by 11. Yeah, new, a public poll. I saw that right. one, 10 or 11. Yeah. I only mention this because... So many people just think that Mike is just, it's a shoe-in. It's simple. It might be. It should be. He should be ahead by 20 points. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't go out and vote, and this is for Crucial. every place in America, you cannot write this off. You can't be like, oh, no, we're so far ahead. Are you out of your mind? I'm a little, I've become a little worried because I, I think that this red wave talk is starting to make people feel good. And maybe they'll be like, ah, you know, I mean, we're going to win. We got a red wave coming. You know, it's that is not a sure thing. I will tell you, the data does not show a massive, massive wave. It shows good things for Republicans. Right. But like these close races can close. still go either way. There's a bunch of these Senate races that were within one or two points. So like it is crucial if you want the wave to actually happen that you're you active have to go. in this process. Yeah. You have to go and you have to find somebody who was thinking about voting, but like, ah, I don't know. I mean, we're going to win, aren't we? No, no. (laughs) Get them into a car and take them to vote. Bring a friend or six. The Glenn Beck Program.